The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up? Welcome to the HBO Boys Podcast. I am Ryan. With me is guest Chad. Although I would argue on the second episode of the Falcon in the Winter Shoulder podcast. I said shoulder, but I'm going <laughs> to keep winters, it. The Winter Shoulder. Yeah, the Winter Shrug Shoulders podcast. Yeah, cold shoulder. Yeah, actual cold shoulder. Uh, <laughs> the Winter Soldier. The Winter Shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh chad you are a delight anyway i'm <laughs> stepping in for james uh because his baby is sick and and uh <laughs> and, and i don't have a baby so i don't have to worry about that uh, so yeah I'm the falcon in the cold shoulder uh, i'm here to talk about it with you chad chad you psyched sup sup sad hey yeah no i'm totally psyched you sound it anyway yeah uh, the second episode is called The Star-Spangled Man. Next week, don't worry about it. The energy will be much different when James is back. Uh, but for now, you're in the fun house of the Ryan and Chad zone. Okay? So just, like, deal with it. Before we go on, I will point out, go to patreon.com slash hboboys, boys with a Z. For one or more dollar a month, you get a bunch of extra bonus content. Chad and I just did some banter. We talked about Justice League a little bit before this. You can hear it for there. Uh, you can hear it on there for one dollar. That's crazy. Very. I, cheap. I, I, I would like to point out that this banter was extracted from me without my uh, knowledge, uh, and I did not know that it was going to be a, a part of the Patreon. But I approve. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've used you for economic gain. Do you feel bad about like, that? I, I had more surprise that you did it without me putting it together at all. Sure. I am a manipulative son of a bitch. <laughs> that has been proven to be true. So let's jump into the second episode of Falcon and the Winter Shoulder. I, I, I listened to your podcast last week with Jamie and you, but I will just get a, a, a quick synopsis feeling out of the way. Right up front, James and I are doing a Justice League podcast at the moment where he really hates it, and I don't like it per se, but I'm not <laughs> as uh, like ground and pound hate as he is. Where are you on the spectrum relative to James as well? For those of you who, for those of the people who didn't <laughs> listen to last week's, all of last week's podcast, so me, probably not everybody else. Uh, just like, what are your feelings on Falcon of the Winter Shoulder so far? Uh, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. In a um, world where WandaVision just happened, exceeding yeah. all expectations. And now this, I, I, I'm, my, my body is like thirsting for speculation and I'm struggling to find it. Oh, there's none. 
There's none. There's very, very little. Right. And like, at least in WandaVision, you were getting red herrings. Uh, you had a, a mystery going on. Something that you had to put two and two together and try to get four. This is not that. This is an action yeah. show. But I do have I do have one prediction, and we'll get to it. And I hope I hope you find it to be at all interesting. So let's get into the episode. Again, this is the second episode of Falcon and the Cold Shoulder. It opens up on the new Captain America named John Walker, played by Wyatt Russell, who is from the playtest episode of Black Mirror. Did you see that? Nope. Okay. And he is the new Steve Rogers government pick success. for What's up? Yes. Oh. Do you have more words about it? No. Okay. And he is the government pick successor as the new Captain America. Now, Chad. Yeah. Being the local comics expert on the HBO Boys podcast, as I recall, the novice that I am, the comics, I believe, have had five caps. Uh, this version, the one that John Walker is playing, I believe was named Patriot. And, super Patriot. Yeah, Super Patriot. And from what I read, he seems like the most interesting one because he was a bad guy first. What do you know of this bro? And what do you know of the Captain America history as a whole? So, um, yeah, you, you, you touched on it already. He, he, uh, is more morally gray than, uh, than Steve Rogers. Um, he, he kind of dances back and forth between, uh, good and evil. He, he's, I would say he's anti-hero-esque. Like, he, he generally does the right thing in the end. Um, and then as far as Captain America as a whole, like, I mean, it's a mantle that gets pe- tossed around. It always inevitably ends up back with Steve Rogers. They, that's the thing about comics is that <clears throat> they can't kill off a character for good because there will always be money in that character. And old comics aren't like they're they're good to collect, but they they don't make money off of that. You know what I mean? They need to keep running the stories oh, that. People want to read. Oh, Chad, Chaddy, Chad. The Pandora's box that you've just opened. I I have such a a rant filled like the so uh, the first ever and I'm I'm gonna keep this to a minute, I swear to God. The first ever I know, I know, there's no way. We're never gonna get into this episode. The first ever superhero brought back from the dead was Superman, right? In a Superman comic, he was killed off because, uh, you know, the only way to make Superman interesting is to kill him, as Justice League uh, (laughs) found out. And we've uh, discussed many times previously. But the next episode, or series... Issue. They just brought him back, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone else who wrote comic books was like, wait, you can do that? death doesn't matter (laughs) you can just decide to bring someone who's dead back so like from that point i think it was over like 50 to 100 dead superheroes who were dead at that moment have come back to life in future comics 
Yeah, I, I feel like for a while there was a game going on about how ridiculous we could make somebody's revival be in a comic book because like the they just it's the the convoluted twisted logic uh, realities folding in and like people swapping bodies and taking control of it. it's just, it's nonsense it's ridiculous like Doc Ock for example recently Doc Ock uh, died of cancer but he like had a little robot that like jumped onto the back of Peter Parker and like reprogrammed Peter Parker's brain so that he was able to stay alive in Peter Parker's body. That was the Superior Spider-Man run. Like nonsense. That's absolute dumb nonsense. As fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and 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 the best part is is like that that ended this I think it was episode it was uh, issue 600 of The Amazing Spider-Man. It was a Jesus. big deal. Yeah, I think it was 600. But um have you read all 600 of those? No, no, I'm not. I'm not crazy. You should have lied and said yes. I know. I well, I tried, but the early comics are just bad. They're bad, <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, but the the first issue of Superior Spider-Man, they already kind of like walk back Peter Parker's death, yeah. and, and so there were there were no stakes. Like that whole big dramatic thing just kind of didn't matter. That's kind of like. The not talked about thing in the comic book world all that much. It's like how people add nostalgia and revere 1980s rap and hip hop like it right. didn't suck. Like, like, go back and listen to those songs compared to rap and hip hop of today. It's bad. They're just not good. <laughs> it, it took time to become poetry in motion. Like, back then, was, people were just rapping about their hats for eight bars and then they were done with a song like early comic books were bad yeah like you yeah. get stuff that was written by stan lee and jack kirby people who you know stan lee until his death he's dead right stan lee yeah thank god i was right about that that would be i killed stan lee in that moment i mean he, when he, he, wasn't he died a couple of years ago that's right he's 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 uh purportedly died several times yeah like superman i'm sure he'll come back but i will say <laughs> comic books written by the originals the ogs even them a lot of them are pure trash yeah in the i mean we were talking about spider-man the early spider-man stuff it was like one issue and it's beginning, middle, end. Story is tied up in a nice little bow, and it's just like the villain's doing a bad thing. Oh, good thing Superman or Spider Superman. Good thing Spider Man's here with you the proportional up, strength. The, yeah, like you the proportional that up strength is, of a spider. Right, and, it's fortuitous. You know. It's all the same shit. It's in Superman. It's worse <laughs> because like Superman flicks him with his pointer finger. Oh, he's right. dead. <laughs> oh, Lois, I love you. Like like uh, the, the and, bullets are bouncing off of him. Yeah, how no one knows it's me. I put on these glasses I'm like oh god it's so okay let's god we need to keep going let's go yeah. okay so john walker the new captain america he's in the army he's in the locker room of his former high school thinking about how he was super sure he was going to peak his senior year but sadly that didn't work <laughs> out on an incredibly patriotic scale He's preparing to make his debut as the new Captain America, and he is shitting bricks. His girlfriend tries to convince him to be himself when he's out there. But let me run this by you, Chad. Here's the prediction <laughs> I have. Quick predict. Okay. His girlfriend in the miniseries that is Falcon and the Winter Soldier dies. He somehow blames it on our dynamic duo, and he becomes evil a la Two-Face and Rachel. And he is the final <laughs> boss of the miniseries. What do you feel about that? You think so? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think. I don't know if I actually think that. I just kind of want it to happen. I mean, I don't know how we'll get there, but if you think that that New Cap and Bucky and and Sam aren't going to come to blows, I mean, you're watching a different show. They're They're absolutely going to fight. Yeah. Absolutely, and then it's just the, a matter of how. I think you know what I think is going to happen. I think that Zemo. We'll, we'll get. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, that's true. So then Walker's friend Lamar Hoskins, played by Clay Bennett, comes in, and after the future dead girlfriend leaves, and John starts to complain about his job and how it's super super weird. Uh, Lamar tells him that he can no longer punch his way out of any situation. So apparently John used to be a boxer or a bully or both. and uh, Or just a meathead. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. The same thing. All those three things. <laughs> uh, and then the usual Marvel Studios opening credits is replaced by uh, a drum line uh, and a marching band, which should be forever that. The marching band version <laughs> of the song should be the forever. Captain walks out onto the field. He shakes babies. He kisses hands. And, uh, nice. yeah, thanks. And he, then we launch into a good morning America interview where we basically get this dude's resume, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's the first American in history to receive three medals of honor with an overachiever. Uh, and then we see a video of him slinging the infamous Captain America shield at light speed while he says he is both dumb and weak. Uh, and, <laughs> and right. that can't be true, right? That bro is obviously strong as fuck, and there is super mutant serum in that boy for sure. So is he lying, or is he unaware? <sighs> uh, I I don't know, because the way he hucked that thing around and, like, caught it, like, I don't care how strong you are. Catching something, catching that thing going that fast, you're going to hurt yourself. I don't, th- I don't think he has a super soldier serum in him. I think maybe he gets it, and really? and that and that's why he, like, he, he, like, has this inferiority complex, and he's like... And I think that he does it to try to become stronger so he could be a better cap. And that makes him go nuts. Mm, he red skulls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that the shield throwing, I would chalk it up to like, oh, vibranium is a super lightweight metal that, you know, is able to not whatever. I, 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 I think the idea is that, you know, if Steve Rogers was five feet tall and had asthma and got the super serum, what could somebody who was basically a superhero without it already be with it? Right. Well, what the, what they say in Captain America one is that if you, that it, the serum elevates everything about a person. So if you pick someone who has darkness in their heart, that darkness grows too. Yeah. And he can he used to punch his way out of situations. So right, get, let's, put some, let's put some serum in his neck and see how it goes. Uh, we then cut to Sam Wilson and Torres, and they're in a hangar. They're ready to go fight a terror, terrorist group called the Flag Smashers, which is a dumb name. Yep, Chad. Yes, that name sucks. Mm-hmm. Good. It it is a bad name. I agree. That's because I said it first. Anyway, Bucky steps in and he's like, "Hey, I'm here." Uh, you gave the shield away, you fuck. Why did you do that? They have a lot of contempt for each other. And Falcon's like, I can't talk about this right now. I have to go fight the flag smooshers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, do you know if that's from the comics, Flag Smashers? Uh, there is a character named the Flag Smasher who has similar motivations as this terrorist organization. But he's a very minor character. 
Right. And I and honestly, I only know of him because of some research that I did for, for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Stupid name. That's fine. Anyway, yeah. Bucky's yep. interest is peaked, and he goes to Munich with Sam uh, to take down the flag smoochers after they have a conversation that was in the trailer about the big three androids aliens and wizards right they talk mm-hmm. about that it's a quippy conversation james would call it uh budget aaron sorkin conversation which he doesn't like in the first place and i do so uh, we, yeah, we'll I, come I, to blows I, one day about that yeah. <laughs> well, he's been connected to this online group called the flag smashers now red wing traced them to a building somewhere outside of munich so that's where I'm going. Well, I don't trust Red Wing. You Hold on a minute. You don't have to trust Red Wing. But I'm going to go see if he's right. Because I have a feeling they might be a part of the big three. What big three? The big three. What big three? Androids, aliens, and wizards. That's not a thing. That, that's definitely a thing. No, it's not. So every time we fight, we fight one of the three. So who are you fighting now, Gandalf? How do you know about Gandalf? I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it first came out. So- yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind the quippiness. I, I, I mean, I think it's kind of funny sometimes. Sometimes I think it's kind of clever. Um, but I don't know. It's a chuckle. Yes, there's some chucks. Uh, I, as I was watching the first episode of this show, I was mm-hmm. thinking every time it went to like Sam and his family, I was bummed out because the Bucky storyline with him and the old Asian man. And him killing his son in the past. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. I Thank you. I agree. I like Bucky. If this was just called Winter Soldier and it was about Bucky and Falcon wasn't in the show, I think it would be a good show. But sadly, Sam kind of sucks. <laughs> so do, do uh, so you disagree then with James? James, he, I mean, he, I don't think he likes the with the uh, Falcon storyline, but he just can't stand Bucky. He can't stand his acting. He can't stand anything about him. Oh, he's right. Um, yeah, no, I think stupid. that it is. <laughs> yeah, it is by far the the more interesting storyline by um, a million percent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Who gets a fucking boat? What are we? What are we doing? We need to get all three of us on here though, because the cornerstone of podcasts is disagreement. So now that we know this, uh, <laughs> we need to all be yelling at each other. Everyone loves that. Everyone really likes to turn the volume down when three guys who are in their mid thirties are yelling about superheroes. So that does now <laughs> need to occur. Anyway, Bucky uh, insists on going with Sam. Cut to and Sam's like no, and then cut to a plane over Munich, and they're both there. Mm. They both jump out of the plane after Bucky is like, "Yo, do you have a plan?" Steve would have had a plan, and Sam's like, "Nah, I just jump and I beat people up." And Bucky is like, "That's fucking dumb." He he then jumps out of the plane without a parachute, calling back to his train-based death way back in the day. They then arrive at the warehouse. And they're about to go inside, and Sam's like, okay, we can't just, like, do it the way you want to, Bucky. We're not assassins. And I was like, yes, he is. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's his exact job forever. <laughs> he literally killed Iron Man's dad as an assassin. I don't follow your rules, Sam, okay? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. 
Sam sucks. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So they find out the flag smooshers have a hostage aboard the truck. And they finally just, like, get in there. And the trucks have vaccines in them, which seems timely. Yeah. I wonder if that was a happy accident. I assume it had to be. Right. So do you think that they're vaccines or do you think that they're super soldier serums that they're calling vaccines? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, their goal, right, they're anti-new blip. They're, they don't like that 50% of the people came back, right? That's their deal. Mm -hmm. So either they're trying to kill 50% of people or they're trying to empower people on their side. And I don't know which one is which, but they have a liquid to do something about it. Well, it's kind of like like the the refugee argument where uh, we were spending all this money to help the refugees, but the people who live here all the time, uh, the the natural citizens, uh, we aren't getting that special treatment. So, you know, before these people came, we got the we got the benefits. Yeah. And And then the anti argument to that is like, yeah, they don't want to be here either man like they didn't want to blip away for five years that wasn't their goddamn idea right exactly (laughs) what you would rather they all like suddenly half the world is homeless all right like the socioeconomic fallout of half of the world coming back five years later is i think a great background narrative like it's one of the most interesting parts of the show it's just a shame that the layer on top of that is what it is (laughs) sad we get a another action set piece right the show started with a 10 minute action set piece of falcon in the air facing people who with scroll suits on the only people he can fight in the air and now we're on top of some trucks Uh, the flag smooshers are very powerful, very strong. Like in the last episode, they definitely have some super serum in them. And Bucky and Sam are getting the shit kicked out of them until the new Captain America and Hoskins, now called Battlestar, shows up to help them. Uh, Sam saves Bucky at one point, but they both eventually just get thrown off the trucks because, you know, they're not as super as the Flug Smooshers. Walker saves Battlestar with his shield, which with like dead pinpoint accuracy, which is like very every human can do that without any help. Yeah, he's very good. He's super good, isn't he? And then he gets back up and he also loses to Carly, who is incredibly strong and throws him off the goddamn truck. And this is. Uh, this is why I think this is where the, the my theory was born, where he's going to feel inadequate. You know, like he, he, he knows that if he was Steve Rogers, he wouldn't have lost that fight. Right. Steve Rogers would have pulled that one out by himself, yeah. probably. Probably. He was going to face Thanos by himself. You think he would have turned away from and gotten thrown off the two truck scenario? <laughs> Afterwards, they all are in a jeep reminiscing about their recent failure or walker and hoskins discuss how the government made them come in they were tracking sam because he's basically wearing government property on his back 
and they were like, why don't we all work together? And Bucky and Sam were like, we work alone. <laughs> um, but before that, there's a line where uh, I think I think uh, Sam asked Cap, um, would you ever jump on a grenade? And he's like, yeah, I've done it four times. I got this whole helmet thing where the inside's got it. You know, it's too complicated to explain. And I thought that was kind of funny because that's that's the line that that um, Steve Rogers often said, like, are you the guy to he, he he challenged Tony Stark? Are you the guy to land a grenade? And and famously, he jumped on the grenade during training when he was all skating. Right. And he's just and he just like solved the problem. He's like, yeah, I got a helmet that makes it so I can do that over and over again. And I don't die yeah. the first time. <laughs> After this, we cut to Carly and the Smushers. They have been taken in by some weirdo fan who yells at them about how people are falling more and more in line with their new group. They're adding new people every day. And the reverence, like, he's, like, so happy to, like, he like he's almost... Too happy? Like, yeah. it, it feels like he's going to turn on them, and then he doesn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, but I agree, like, I, I, I'm so... I'm so like every part of me was just like this guy's too cool about all of this. <laughs> he and, he went so too far out of his way. Yeah, like no one's that nice in the real world or the fictional world. But apparently but like, he is. But like he's helping a terrorist organization. Right. <laughs> Who, you know, uh, it is said the best bad guys always believe that they're the good guys. Yeah. And it's very true in the flag smoosher area as well. And it's not far off. It's like, it's not hard to understand their point. Like, you know, Thanos kind of did have a point, you know, minus all the death and uh, tragedy with 50% of the people going away. All of a sudden, there was less pollution. There was more food for everybody. Like, well, and they they talk about it in, in Endgame, too. Uh, Cap's like they they saw whales in the Hudson River, you know. I'm like what? <laughs> right, but uh, you know the opposite side of that story is like, well, that's easy for you to say you didn't disappear. Right, you benefited. I think it was in the first episode as well. Like whenever one group uh gets oppressed, another group benefits. Yeah, and and and, and so, like back and forth either way. Which so like you can understand, but like. Is this this is your whole life? That's sad. Um, So yeah, they're getting settled in, and then Carly gets like a text message from an unknown number, being like, "Y'all are fucked, and we're gonna come kill you, (laughs) and you took stuff from us." Uh, At which point, they are like, "All right, well, we just got here, but this guy's being way too nice, and we gotta leave." We then cut back to Bucky, and he's like, "Well, we should take the shield back." And we should do this ourselves. At which point Sam is like, we're going to go to Baltimore now for no, (laughs) I'm not going to give you a reason, but we're going to Baltimore now. I'm a huge Orioles fan. And now we're in Baltimore. So they go there. A child in the street points out that Sam is black, which is uh, just a harrowing moment. Uh, And then they (laughs) knock on a door and it is Isaiah Bradley who has some super serum in him and what do you know about this guy from the comics chad nothing 
cool. So he and Bucky had a history, a skirmish in Korea, which Isaiah says he won. Isaiah's like, I- I'm not going to help you. You're a murderer. And Bucky's like, I'm different now. And Isaiah's like, nah. Uh, Bucky is there to warn Isaiah about the flag smoochers. But he basically tells Bucky to fuck himself and to get out. <clears throat> so, yeah, we we learn that um, in this that there was a super soldier project um, back in the 50s. Um, and it, it's very reminiscent of the uh, of the, the tests that doctors did on uh, on black people to try to uh, find cures for syphilis. They would just infect a bunch of black people with syphilis and then like do all sorts of crazy tests on them. And um, Isaiah Bradley's story is that he was part of th- this test group where they would just uh, inject random things into into uh, black people to try to recreate the super soldier serum that uh, made Captain America, because obviously that that formula was lost when the when the scientist died. Um, and it's kind of obvious when you think about it, like they, they were successful once. Do you think that the military is not going to try again? And one is good enough. We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and he's gone. He's been here for about what, three months and now he's gone. And that was a nice ride. No. So they, they do that and they're successful once with this, with Isaiah Bradley. And, um, uh, and they said that even once they were successful, he was put in jail and then they would like drain his blood and study it and like basically torture him for years and years and years and years and years. And we don't really know how he got out or anything. But um, <clears throat> in the last episode, uh, James and I commented on how they were making racial commentary. Mm-hmm. And in, in this like 15 minute cycle and actually what in what's going to happen next too, I think they're, they're doubling down on it. And, oh, and I think yeah. that. I think that they they might actually try to deal with like race relation issues in this show, which is a huge surprise. I, I didn't think that it was going to go there. And so far in a show that I would argue is not very good, they're actually not doing that bad of a job. Because right. as this scene was happening, I was like, oh, that's racist as fuck. And then <laughs> they step outside after getting uh, kicked out and Sam is further outraged that a black super soldier was kept secret from the world. Like not only was he tortured for 30 years, which is racist as fuck, but also he was kept secret from the world so like they don't know about it either and they don't they like like the world couldn't handle that there was a black super soldier. Like they didn't trust the people of the world and perhaps they were right. Also racist as fuck. Yeah. And then, and then, cops pull up and, as Bucky and Sam are yelling at each other, start to grill Sam, the black guy, ask the white dude if he's being, like, aggravated, at which point, uh, Bucky's like, do you know who this is? You guys are so dumb. He's on the TV all the goddamn time. Right. Hey, 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 white guy, is this black guy bothering you? Right. And then it turns out white guy didn't show up to court appointed therapy and he's the one who's arrested. Right. So like crazy that scene. And like while they're there, another cop car pulls up. It's like it's such like a like a uh, I actually really like this. It's a good scene. Yeah, it's like the first good scene about them not being superheroes. Like, yeah, because again, 
Ant-Man 2 sucked because I don't care about a heist in a world where gods are fighting. (laughs) Falcon and the Winter Soldier sucks because I don't care about a dude who can fly and a assassin who's mad about it and doesn't have memories about it doing like groundwork in a world where gods fight. But (laughs) you know what is good TV? That world shrunk down and mm-hmm. talk about real shit which is what this 10 minutes was i was like oh okay that's like a good show sadly i just know they're they're doubling down but they sure as heck aren't going to uh focus in on it like they're going to choose in the future i just know it 10 to 15 yeah. minutes of an action set piece that cost 50 million dollars rather <laughs> than just like hey what's the socioeconomic fallout of having a black superhero who is constantly being harassed by police because yeah it's gross i I think we're gonna get like 70 percent there and then and then we're just gonna kind of coast at that point and pretend that there was a resolution right that's we don't believe that this show will take that swing yeah because wandavision while being a great show, did two tangible things total. Really didn't take huge swings at all. And because why would you? You're getting people to keep Disney Plus subscriptions. You're not trying to have a TV show that will give too much context outside of the movies because someone shows up to the next movie and is like, wait, what happened in the middle? I didn't watch. I don't have Disney Plus. Right. So you assume those big swings aren't going to be taken, but like that where Sam is dealing with being a black man in America is way more interesting than him flying through the air and fighting George St. Pierre. Well, and I think that there's, there's a sub story going on too here where he uh, was going to be Captain America, but he felt like he couldn't do it. And and I, I I think that that's going to parallel this like self, uh, like, uh, what does it mean to be black in America? Do you feel like a secondary citizen? And if you do, are you worthy of being Captain America? Oh, fucking obviously. Yes. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's exactly why he... He, I think, is just, like, not thinking about being black. He's just like, I'm not worthy because who would be worthy to be the next Steve Rogers? Like, the right. dude is... Was built for this. And while he did give it to me, just I don't know if I... Or anyone could do this. Yeah, and, and, and I just figured out how they're gonna how they're gonna uh, end up pulling out of this whole storyline. Um, they're going to to flirt with this idea of it being a race issue, and then at the end, it's not going to be. <laughs> oh, for sure, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because, but also, you know, you could tell that the government within this story, the U.S. government, was happy the black guy didn't become Captain America. How fast did they make the white? They're like, oh, thank God, here's a white dude. Like a week okay. later. Blonde and blue-eyed? Oh, perfect. Yeah, right. Literal Aryan race shit. (laughs) So it's all racist. Super all racist. Anyway, Bucky gets arrested and gets bailed out by new Captain America. But it also allows for a moment in time where the therapist gets to talk to both Bucky and Sam. They lay out all of their issues. Sam says, you know, I think I did the right thing. He doesn't get to the nitty gritty, which I think is what we were just talking about, what it will end up Mm -hmm. being. 
And Bucky makes the point. Bucky basically gives his entire character synopsis. Why are you making such a big deal out of something that has nothing to do with you? Steve believed in you. He trusted you. He gave you that shield for a reason. That shield, that is, that is everything he stood for. That is his legacy. He gave you that shield and you threw it away like it was nothing. Oh, so sure. maybe he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. I, I liked this scene a lot. You I liked it? I did. Yeah. I did like it. I liked it because I, I, I feel like um, they're doing a really good job rounding out Bucky's character. Yes. You know, he guilt. And now, like, he's got this this self-doubt and I, I I'm, I'm just, I'm loving it. And, and I, uh, I don't see that happening on Sam's side. It won't, it won't because it's exactly what we just talked about. The rounding out of Sam's character requires a big swing that Marvel won't take. Right. Right. His, unfortunately, is it racist that his big storyline is going to be the fact that he's black? It's not racist. Like, <laughs> Everything happening to him and around him and in the storyline is racist and it sets a foundation up for a swing that could be awesome. It could be truly great narratively. It could Mm -hmm. not only make his character more interesting, but provide true social commentary that will, that should affect people in a positive manner. And, and change what a superhero movie can be show rather change what what this that what that kind of story can be and it's it's so relevant in our times in i mean we're in america i assume that most of your viewers are in america now oddly Um, enough a lot in beirut (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's weird uh but yeah it just it's it's a it's a great opportunity and i really hope that they do it they're definitely not going to do it they're not going to do it though no it's just a bummer because you see the possibilities. I felt the same way a little bit as WandaVision was uh, w- was winding down, right? You mm-hmm. saw the possibilities and your fan fiction started to become better than the fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's finish out the episode. So they basically come together and they go, we're going to do this one last job, this first job and also this last job. But we don't like each <laughs> other and we'll go our separate ways afterwards after we take down the fluke smooshers. And, uh, you know, I, I told you Bucky makes his plea as to how uh, his backstory is affected by Sam's in some way. And it's all connected to Steve Rogers. They're both trying to figure out a, how they fit into a world without him. And they then leave. And new Captain America is basically like, hey, again, you know, we should all be together. At which point Sam makes a good point, which is. You guys have red tape. We don't. We probably shouldn't work together. We can do the same thing and we can complement each other. But I think it would be better if we're separate from each other. At which point, New Cap gets real aggy about the rejection. Like one or both of his parents left him early in his childhood. And this is all about his weirdly <laughs> surface abandonment <laughs> issues. Like that definitely is a part of it. Uh, and Are you sure that's not you? No, I'm not projecting. And uh, okay. so... <laughs> um, <laughs> But, like, this does show, like, a streak of New Cap has some aggression in him. And I assume it's the underlying, like, see, we told you he was a meanie. Sam has red tape. He works for the military, too. Yeah, right? Like, they could just take the stuff he has on his back. 
The only one that doesn't have red tape is Winter Soldier, who's supposed to be retired. So really, he's a vigilante, and, and he's violating the Sokovia Accords. That's correct. At, but he, he's apparently out of that now, because Captain America was like, no, he is working with me. And then they were like, no, we're not. But Captain America doesn't walk back inside and be like, okay, fuck him. <laughs> so apparently, yeah. Can you imagine? That would be a really funny, like, oh, shit, what do we do now? Yeah, exactly. So now that's just not how it works. And, and, and they're now just free to do whatever they want, apparently. But obviously the government <laughs> can still track everything they do because Falcon, until he makes his own wingsuit, is wearing government property on his back. Right. Otherwise, he's regular dude. Uh, exactly. Just guy who is not a super soldier <laughs> at all, doesn't have a vibranium arm. Uh, and <laughs> Maybe slightly better at hand-to-hand combat than the average guy. Right. Port over to Slovakia, and the flooper smooks are tipped off that they've been caught. They start loading stuff on the plane. One guy stays behind to get shot and distract. Carly only can only watch while her friend gets gunned down. And then we cut back. And then Bucky comes up with a new idea as to what they do next. And they have to, quote, go see a guy, unquote, the second time in one episode that going to see a guy is a plot point, which is a bad plot point. (laughs) It's it's stupid. (laughs) And and this time it's even dumber because they're going to see Hydra agent Zemo, played by Daniel Bruhl from Captain America Civil War, who I truly, truly never needed to see again. Sure. Not a Hydra agent. Okay, then what was he? He was a guy who lived outside of Sokovia, whose family was killed by the falling city um, by Ultron, and then he blamed the Avengers for um, for not, you know, they just left, they just went home and said they were winners, but they he, like, couldn't find his family for days and all this crap, and um, he did a bunch of research on Hydra, and then, like, interrogated and tortured Hydra agents to find information about the Winter Soldier so he could reactivate him to break apart the Avengers. Okay. I bar- I fell asleep during that sentence. Like, I, just, <laughs> I, I don't care about him at all. But... I mean, if he if let, let me put it this way. If he is a Hydra agent, it wasn't a major part of his character. Right. IMDb says that his prison cell number was 2187. That's the same number as Princess Leia's prison cell in Star Wars. That's a fun little fact for you. Sharing a room with Princess Leia. Pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. IMDb also (laughs) gave me this one. The Flag Smoochers flee to escape the minions of the Power Broker. In the comics, the Power Broker was a criminal business entrepreneur who clandestinely offered the service of a body enhancement treatment that could give recipients super strength, but at a hitting cost of a high rate of serious adverse reactions that could lead to grotesque body distortions. One of the recipients was John Walker who received it to become Super Patriot. In the series, since Walker was able to fight the Enhanced Flag Smoochers with some effect, that suggests that he received a similar treatment, which could explain how he was able to have extraordinary military service record of three medals of honor. So this IMDb fact asserts that he already has some Super Soldier bullshit in him from the Power Broker, uh, which he may or may not. Uh, that's possible. I mean, the, the power broker is likely in this show in the uh, in the credits that roll by, like at the end, all like the yeah. the graffiti in the background. They say, "What does it say?" It says like, "Beware the power broker," or like something about really? the, about the power broker. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I believe that's who is texting Carly and who is sure. trying to get whatever they stole from. The power so, broker. so uh, we are a third of the way through the show. 
we're just meet- meeting uh, who is supposed to be the titular villain of the show, which is Baron Zemo. Um, there is this other character who is clearly very important that has not shown up yet named the Power Broker. Um, we are just on the cusp of this, like, uh, race relation issue of, uh, of, uh, military tests on black people and, like, this whole social commentary. Um, there's a lot going on right now in the show, and this is a six episode season. Sure. We're a quarter, a third of the way through the show already. Yeah. So there's a lot to cover. And they're definitely not going to cover it all. The nope, stuff they choose feel... to cover will be dumb. Like they're they are going to have a uh, like a uh, they have a whiteboard somewhere in some room, and the stuff they chose to cover is going to be the wrong stuff. I just feel it in my bones. Secondarily, what they might be doing here, and it's something they couldn't really do with WandaVision, is they might be setting things up for other shows. Which ones? Like, well, we know the Hawkeye show is coming out. I don't oh think it, my it, god. Oh, shut up. It's going to no, be No, it's going to suck. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be fine. The worst one. But uh, but um cuz WandaVision kind of had to exist in a bottle. Um the Loki show obviously is going to take place in the multiverse, so that's not going to be related, but there are other grounded heroes that have shows coming up mm. that um are going to need or, or that could benefit from some groundwork. And what better show to do needless groundwork than a show about Falcon and the Winter about Soldier? About two dudes without superpowers? <laughs> yeah. He's got a vibranium arm. I know, and it helped him that one time when he... Well, it's helped him multiple times when, you know, he can fall out of a plane. Normal people can't fall out of planes. Vibranium arm guy can. So, uh, in in the comics, and and I might be mistaken, but I don't think I am. Well, he does our not... podcast is always full of true facts, so it would be really oh, oh. off brand if you were wrong. All right, so just just bleep this out if it's wrong. James isn't gonna. Who is editing this is not gonna do the research. And now that I've said that, he's definitely going to. And either way, he's gonna bleep you. Keep going. I'm sure he'll bleep out just the right words to make it sound like I'm saying something. Very like you profane. said, the f word totes. um falcon is the f word (laughs) um i just totally forgot what i was gonna say i do that i do have that (laughs) i have that uh effect on people oh yeah yeah, i got it okay so um hey i got back there so in in the comics he does not bucky does not have any superpowers he's not super strong he's not a super soldier he just has super strength because of his metal arm right um, do we believe that to be true in the MCU? Mm. Like, we, we know that he was brainwashed. I assume that, like, part of the brainwashing made him a better soldier, but did it make him a super soldier? No, I don't think so. I don't think he has super strength. I think he has the vibranium arm, and he is, uh, out of all the people who don't have superpowers, one of the best hand-to-hand combat people in the world. Okay. Do you think he himself a lot on that arm there's got to be a lot of like oh so much so much because there are pieces of the metal i was as i was watching justice league i was like steppenwolf must himself on a constant basis i mean his stuff is undulating Uh, yeah what's his face bucky doesn't have to deal with the undulating but still he's he he has bleeding on a constant basis something sam doesn't have to deal with it even gets spiky sometimes. Like, oh, how do you gross. not? How do you not? 
How do you not? Well, now that we're talking about uh, bleeding and from a vibranium arm, I think that is uh, it would suggest we should end the podcast. I, I yeah. No, I, as a well, whole, me... like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast, it's over now. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> <laughs>